Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Welcome to Bible News Radio. Yeah, it is. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. How many of you guys have actually heard this uh this uh song called You Say? Every single lie that tells me I will never measure It's by uh, Lauren Daigle. Very, very popular song. You probably like it, like I do. In fact, me and Bareface, when we were doing our uh, actual lessons, dance lessons, what was it, the waltz? We were... Um, what song this was? We were doing the foxtrot. The this foxtrot, song yeah. In our driveway okay. living room. Right. So me and Bareface were dancing to the song in our street the other day. Yeah, in the street, too. Yeah. <laughs> dancing in the streets, anyway. Share this out. Thank you guys for coming on in. Hi, Jordan, and Mia, Jonathan, Angie, Stephen, Kimberly, anybody else watching? Thanks for coming on in. Hey, Melanie. have it so that's part of her song <clears throat> youtube will flag me <laughs> just <laughs> how this works because uh, we're using this in our show so youtube will say hey you know what you've used this song and it's got copyright blah blah anyway i'm aware i'm using this song and youtube loves me and they'll just say that anyway okay awesome Okay, so here's what we're going to do this hour. We're going to talk about Lauren and the recent controversy over her um, recent comments about homosexuality. Um, we're also going to air an interview that I did this morning with Kevin Sorbo, which was kind of fun. Uh, it's, about, it's, about, it's about an eight, nine minute interview I did with Kevin. 
this will be Kevin's second time on our show. The first time he was on our show, it was a while ago. And actually at the end of our interview today, he said, I'll talk to you again in a couple months because I believe... I believe he told me he has like four more movies coming out. And you guys are not even going to believe some controversy that's actually happening right now with Kevin Sorbo and his movies. We actually talked about it. And I, and I have to tell you, what's, what's interesting is um, uh, that... <laughs> anyway, what's interesting is that most people would never know how difficult it is to be a Christian in Hollywood, let alone a conservative, and let alone how the the people that do the ratings on these movies, what they're doing. And I discovered this a couple of days ago. One of the things I talked to Kevin about was how um, uh, one of his movies are actually, uh, they gave it, the Motion Picture Association decided to give it a rated R, okay? And it is not a rated R movie. But we talked about that in the interview, which we'll be playing in a in a in a um, in a short time. So, do me a favor if you don't mind, please share this out on your social media. You know, even if you're on Periscope, go to your Facebook and share it there. If you're on Facebook, go to Twitter and share it there, <laughs> wherever you want. Ah, also, I got to give a shout out to my friend Vicky Fitch. You guys know Vicki. She is the author of Direct Selling 101. She's not asking me to do this, by the way. But in the event that you uh, don't know Vicki's book, her brand new book, soon to be released, pretty, pretty, pretty soon to be released, is actually now available for pre-order over on Amazon.com starting today, just so you know. So if you're in direct selling, if you're in direct sales, I actually endorse this book, um, so, of course, I'm going to tell you about it again because I endorsed it. It's actually a very good book, you guys. So, if you're in sales of any type, get it because it will definitely help you out. All right. That was free. That was free. Okay. So, uh, also, I think I will go ahead here and um, also just tell you right up front, let's do our brand new Bible study from Ariel. I want to let you guys know Ariel Ministries is our sponsor, you guys. And we are so blessed to have Ariel as our sponsor because uh, they really do help underwrite our show. And so this month, they gave us a brand new Bible study. It's a free Messianic Bible study by Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum. It's called The Fall of Man. And all you got to do is go over to our website at BibleNewsRadio.com. And Randall set it up there. Just The box pops up. Just put your email in there. Download this brand new Bible study. It's free to you just for, you know, getting it. And then also, uh, also Ariel also has a 30% off year-end sale on orders of $30 or more. This is the only time, just so you know, you don't need to use our coupon code Bible News because you save more. Hey, Jason, uh, that's the thing. You'll save 30% on the, the December year-end sale on orders of $30 or more. So, you know that DVD we were talking about? That ge historical geography tour? That, get, buy two of those and you'll save 30%. You know, and just anything else that they have there in the store. Um, check it out. Their stuff is biblically, it's solid. It's biblically solid. You guys love it. Uh, if you care about theology and understanding the word of God the way it should be understood, then go to ariel.org. And buy $30 worth of stuff, save 30%. Okay? 
All right. By the way, to those of you who, who do and who have supported Ariel as our sponsor, thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. I mean, they've been our sponsor now, I think going on to two years almost. And um, it's because you guys patronize them. Did I say that right? Or is it patronize? <laughs> is it patronage? No, don't patronize me. No. Well, it's... <laughs> Isn't it's, English language funny? Ah, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you use it. It's come to have a negative connotation. Right. When people talk about patronizing. But yeah. to patronize is, you know, to... Anyway. Yeah. Fulfill the role of a patron, which is good in the case of bringing business to... Um, a business yes as okay. long as you're not busy and it's not just busyness you're actually doing okay and then two other announcements before i forget because i tend to do that uh if you join my text message list for bible news radio you have to text the term bible news to three three two 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 and get on our list that's the main list you want to be on with me because i send out a t i send out a text in the morning um, I haven't sent out my scripture yet. Sorry, guys. I'll explain. I'll do that later today. But text the term Bible News to 33222, and you'll get alerted to a scripture of the day, what we're doing here on the show, okay? And I do special contests there. I also set up a new keyword uh, because um, what I'm doing with the new keyword that I want you to join that text message list is I'm actually sending out a text uh, leadership quote or tweet uh, or um, tip. It's actually a leadership tip of the day. Um, and it's tied into my Legal Shield business, but it's really to motivate you as a leader and entrepreneur and all that. So if you want to be a part of that list, then text the term leader tips, T I P S, as in give me a tip or else, leader tips. To, to the same number, 33222, just text leader tips to that, and then you'll start getting my tip of the day. And I am updating my leader tip of the day over on my Instagram account, which is also at BibleNewsRadio.com. So you definitely want to be on one of these lists for sure, because I'm there to motivate you and encourage you everywhere, especially Instagram and on our text message list. So text leader tips to 33222 and Bible news to 33222. You'll get your text messages right there on your phone. And of course, if you, 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 you can get rid of me by, you know, unsubscribing anytime. But just remember, if you do, I know your phone number. I can call you up. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so let's look at this, this story. A couple of days ago, this controversy broke out it broke out. Yeah, it did. Uh, about Lauren Daigle. Now, she is a young woman. Okay, so let's keep that in context because she's not as old as most of you are out there. Like, m most of you are like over 50. Not all of you, but most of you. Okay, because you're, eh, you're sunny. <laughs> Lauren could be our daughter. Okay, so let's just keep that in our, our mind as we talk about this. Okay, so the Christian Post had an article titled Lauren Daigle on Homosexuality. Quote, I can't say one way or the other, if it's a sin, I'm not God. By the way, thank you for that super heart, by the way. So recently she was on Ellen's TV show and she, she got some flack from that. But the article here on Christian Post says, um, Grammy-nominated Christian singer Lauren Daigle was the featured artist on the 
Dominic Naughty show, which by the way, I listened to the interview. It's a 10 minute interview on iHeartRadio earlier this week and said she couldn't answer whether homosexuality is a sin. Following Daigle's recent stint on secular entertainment shows like the Ellen DeGeneres show, Naughty said he wanted to ask her about her stance as a Christian on homosexuality and whether it's a sin. Now, let me ask you something. Why do you think that that's a big deal? Okay, here's the thing. Why, why, why should anybody bring in the topic of homosexual? I'm, I'm just throwing this out as a critical thinking question. Why should anybody who's talking to a Christian music artist bring up the topic of homosexuality when homosexuality has nothing to do with their actual work as a Christian music artist singing worship songs and uplifting songs to the world? If you watched my series, Marketing of Homosexuality to America, you probably already know the answer to this. And if you haven't seen that eight plus hours or series I did, make sure you go over to my YouTube and get caught up. Because um, I'll tell you why. Ultimately, because everybody knows Christians who are biblical in their understanding of scripture, everybody knows that homosexuality is considered, it's actually called literally an abomination in the book of Leviticus, and it's also condemned in Romans chapter 1. Those those are the, the first, you know, obvious, very clear chapters where homosexual behavior is condemned. Anyway, so Lauren went on to say, uh, the article goes on to say, um, she said, I can't honestly answer on that in the sense of I have too many people that I love and they are homosexuals. Uh, Daigle told the celebrity publicist. Okay, so here's the thing, right? The question is, okay, so she doesn't answer that based on what the scripture says. She based, she answers it based on her relationships with these homosexuals and lesbians that she knows. It's, an, it's a very emotive uh, response, actually. It's very emotionally uh, connected, um, her responses. It, and, and this is important to understand, right? And I know most of you know this, but you got to understand this because when it comes to absolute truth versus relativism and being led by your emotions, absolute truth always trumps emotion, always, right? I'm actually not missing the whole background of the interview. I actually listened to the whole interview. <clears throat> anyway... The article goes on to say, I can't say one way or the other. I'm not God. When people ask questions like that, I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. <clears throat> and it's really true. She actually did say that. Um, and she also went on to talk about in this 10 minute interview that she did with this guy, um, basically um, how she feels led of God to go into um, secular environments, like say the, the Ellen show, right? And to basically share God's love with them. And she has to follow her heart in doing that. And you know what? Honestly, I don't have a problem with that at all. I have zero problem with any Christian artist going into a secular platform. In fact, I will tell you a couple years back, um, I had a friend who um, is in the so-called Christian discernment ministries. And she actually unfriended me, 
right? After knowing me for 10 years, she unfriended me on Facebook, called me a heretic, and she basically more or less called me an apostate uh, because I supported the actor Kirk Cameron going on, on the Mormon Glenn Beck's television network at the time because Kirk was going there to promote some movie that he had done, right? And so, uh, so I, I can just say because she, you know, this person that called me a heretic and unfriended me because I actually supported Kirk Cameron for going out into the world and actually sharing the gospel with people. Um, I was deemed a heretic for that. And I'm like, really? Okay. And yet the Bible talks all over the place about Jesus, how he hung out with tax gatherers and sinners. And here's the newsflash. You're all a sinner. Yeah, you are. So anyway, so some of the background to Lauren's interview, that's, that was kind of where her heart was coming from. Um, but I'm going to keep reading this, this article. It says here in the Old Testament, the book of Levit Leviticus 18.22 says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. The New Testament also says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Nearly the sexually, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor... Uh, idolaters, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Timothy 1, 9 and 10 also says, understanding this, that the law, law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Daigle performed um, on the Ellen DeGeneres show on October 24th and received criticism on social media for her decision to go on. Most of the critics argued that Daigle was wrong to appear on the show because Ellen is a lesbian. See, I actually disagree with the critics because I think she should go wherever God is calling her to go to get the message out. It's so sad that people think because Ellen's gay, she's bad, Daigle told Naughty about the criticism she received for singing on the show. After the performance, DeGeneres rushed on the stage, hugged Daigle, and joked that the former American Idol contestant was successful today because DeGeneres was a judge while Daigle was on the singing competition. The Christian singer said backstage that DeGeneres was so kind to her and told her she was a history maker. And then it says here, uh, in a recent interview with the Christian Post, the 27-year-old Louisiana native said she's not afraid to appeal to the world with her message of hope, which some fear might lead her astray and to abandon her worship roots to become a secular artist. Daigle, however, said her faith and mission in life has never been clear. So there's a couple of things I want to keep in mind here. Number one, she's only 27, so she's a child. I, I know that's probably insulting to a 27-year-old. <laughs> To me, she's a child because she could be my child. Uh, she's a young woman, okay? So, um, you know, that's one thing. But then she says here, my music is having crossover appeal, but it doesn't mean that I'm leaving one for the other or that I'm going to be swept up by one thing or the other. For me, it's like, oh, everything just got even more clear. Everything just got clearer as to why it is what we go and love people who are outside of the walls of our church, outside of the walls that we're comfortable with. Her latest album, Look Up Child, debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 chart following its release in September, beating out popular secular musicians such as Drake, Ariana, Grandy, or Grande, I don't know, Nick, somebody, and Cardi. Nicki Minaj. 
Minaj, okay. Anyway, so anyway, so you can actually listen to the whole interview. I'm not going to play it. Um, you can go check that out. But here's the thing. Here's a young woman who, um, who, if she's really being honest, doesn't actually understand what the Bible says about homosexuality. And her, and her answer was honest there. Then I find that completely, honestly, completely tragic because if she doesn't know that the Bible condemns homosexual behavior and calls it an abomination, and yet she's out there representing Christianity as a Christian artist, then that's sad. Now, on the other hand, if she does know, which I believe she does, because she can't not know, given how hot this topic is, um, then I would say she needs some female mentors who can gird her up in prayer and mentor her and teach her that if she's going to represent Christ in the public forum uh, as a Christian leader, because she is, um, then she needs to have the backbone to be able to stand on God's word regardless of what happens. And this is the biggest contrast between her and Kevin Sorbo, uh, because Kevin Sorbo uh, is a Christian as well. As you guys know, he was in God's Not Dead, um, as well as numerous other things. But, you know, he is actually being kind of persecuted, and I will say it's light persecution, but still, he's being totally picked on right now in Hollywood because he's a Christian and he's a conservative, and we're going to play that interview in just a few minutes. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think about Lauren? I'm going to go and read some of your comments that have come here. Let's see here. I got to scroll back up. Thank God Periscope gives us, you know, the ability to, to scroll back through the comments. Let me, gosh, you guys commented a lot. So hold on a minute as I scroll back here. Okay, so Stephen, you're in, you're in, um, you're in North Carolina. Okay, thank you for coming in. Please use her whole interview, not the article. I'm not going to, uh, Ruth, you can listen to the whole, whole interview. I'm not going to take 10 minutes of my show to do that. Plus, I don't want to promote the other guy's show on my show. Uh, Aaron says they want controversy. Yeah, he did. Actually, he asked some inappropriate questions, in my opinion. I think that, you know, whatever questions I wouldn't have. Why would they want to ask her that first? Yes. Uh, Jason said, would they ask the same question of a secular artist? Jason, that's a great question. And the answer, as you know, I believe is no, I don't think they would. Uh, Jordan says, because sexuality is important and can be a mortal sin of practicing correctly, and the church has condemned it for millennia. True. Um, yeah. TG Barriers, they always use that question to weed out the Christians who feel they are crossover worthy. Well, that's good. That's an interesting perspective. Well, you know, you know, well, here's the other thing, too. I have to tell you that Amy Grant was cross, crossed over, you know, from her Christian roots to country and, you know, pop. Um, and Amy Grant has a massive gay following. And yet I've never heard her once actually condemn homosexuality. But I haven't actually heard her approve of it either. I've heard her, she's been very quiet on it. Um, but I can tell you this, there are a ton of homosexual uh, artists in the Christian world and um, it's a very hard industry to not compromise your biblical faith in. And if you don't believe, believe that, ask Jamie Grace. Part of the reason Jamie Grace uh, left her previous affiliation with, with, uh, with her previous record label is because of the temptations and the way that they were going more worldly 
than she and her sister Morgan wanted to do. Just saying. Uh, Aaron says, I was so disappointed that she denied truth. Uh, I was, but not shocked. Um, let's see here. Okay. Um, yeah, Aaron, you, you said we are to love all people. Doesn't mean we agree. That's right. Well, and that's the, that, that really actually comes down to the whole issue of what is love, right? Is love approval? A hundred percent of the time. And the answer is no. What's biblical love, right? The Bible says that we're supposed to speak the truth in love. And what happens in our culture today, especially the Christian culture, is that often there is this emotive reasoning that, well, you can't really love somebody and tell them a hard truth. That's not true. That's not true. Real people who really love you will give you the truth, right? I mean, Jesus, hello. <laughs> Jesus spoke the truth and they killed him for it, right? So... Uh, Marty says, as a song artist, she's influential so they can use her response to influence the people. Yep. God bless you. Thank you. Did Jesus judge people's actions in front of everyone? Yeah, Ruth, he actually did. Um, Jesus, uh, one of the most prominent stories of Christ where he did judge the actions of everyone in front of everybody is when the woman was caught in adultery. And there was a whole bunch of people there. He went down. He wrote something in the sand. Nobody knows what it is, but there's a lot of conjecture. And, you know, basically said to the whole crowd, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says that they actually were grieved and they all started walking away. So he judged the sin in front of all those people. And I would also say that he, when he died on the cross for all of our sin, he did it there too. Uh, Angie said, we are to be the light in the darkness. That means going out into the world. Amen. I know. <laughs> Tracy, indeed. Lauren does not have to make the judgment as she states. Well, Judy, it's true. But you got to keep in mind also she's a millennial. And she's been raised with homosexuality as acceptable in the church, unfortunately. Uh, go out and tell the world. Isn't the connotation of that idolatry? Sexual acts were always done in the worship of gods. Jordan, that's true. You know what my big concern is, though? I have to tell you. You know what one of my biggest concerns is? Is that I know Hollywood. And I unfortunately know the Christian media world pretty well. And I can tell you, you have people like Miley Cyrus who've gone in there, you know, raised in a Christian home and all this other stuff. Next thing you know, she's dancing this pagan dance to some sexual god, right? I mean, and her Christian witness is outside the world, is, is gone. Taylor Swift also has taken a turn to the wrong direction, in my opinion. And so this young lady, if she is not careful, in my opinion, could go down that path. In fact, yeah, I have to just say this. I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago. I'm not going to say who it was because they are affiliated with a future guest on the show. But they were a young woman in their about 30. And she says to me, um, I don't even think I told you this, Randall. But anyway, this woman says to me, oh, you're, you, you do an internet radio show and people know you all over the world. That must be so fun to be known by so many people all over the world. And I said, well, you know, it's never been my desire to be famous or anything. And this young lady said to me, and I, and I just, I remember <laughs> just standing there going, oh, she's missing the whole point. She says to me, 
you know what, I like working with this guy because he gets to go all over the world and I get to, you know, see stuff, but I want to be the famous speaker that goes all over the world and shares the gospel because I want everybody to know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and that is the lure of Christian media. Okay. I mean, that's the lure of media, but it's also the lure of ego, pride, and making a name for ourselves. And I can tell you, honestly, one of the biggest things I actually don't like about Lauren Daigle's music is that it's me-centered and not very well Christ-centered. That whole song, You Say, is all about you. It's, it's all about what God says about me, not what he says about himself. I, I think, and call me an old fogey, but I think worship songs should be about God and his character, not mine. Because you know what? My character sucks compared to his. I'm not holy. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm set apart to be holy, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it goes back to this whole subtle flip. Who am I in Christ? Who cares? Who is Christ in you? The hope of glory. And that's where the emphasis has to be. And honestly, I feel like a little sheep, you know, crying out in the wilderness. Hey, people, stop caring about so much who you are. The Bible says, pick up your cross daily to deny yourself. In other words, you know, you died. Who cares about you? If you're a Christian, your first focus should be Jesus and who he is and telling people who he is. And whereas it's okay to say, you say I am blah, 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 blah. I think it's more important to talk about who God says he is because that's where the deliverance comes, right? That's my opinion. And you don't have to listen to me. You can turn me off right now if you want, but that's my opinion. Um, she's just a baby. My opinion is to communicate with Antichrist, but only to save them, not indulge in themselves. Okay. Yeah, Ruth, I'm showing her grace. I am actually showing her a lot of grace. I think she's young and naive. Leviticus condemns many behaviors that we do, mixing cotton shavings, etc. Kim, you need to learn the, the Hebrew understanding of your word um, so that you can understand that whole context as well. Um, sex bot, don't copy me. Okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. I don't have time to read everything else, but what I will say is that it's up to you if you want to buy her music. I'm not personally going to boycott her, you know, <laughs> just so you know, I don't personally think her music is any better than anybody else's music out there. I personally don't see anything that special about her voice, but that's just me. Okay. My concern is if she is a Christian leader, she needs to have some solid Christian, solid biblically Christian people around her who are actually going to mentor her, disciple her, and protect her from the, the temptation to care more about what the world thinks than what God thinks. Because the way I look at her answer, it appears to me that she cares more about what the world thinks than what God's word says. And if she really doesn't know what God's word says about homosexuality, then she should not, in my opinion, be identified as a Christian singer. Uh, you know, that's, that's Bible 101, in my opinion. And that's all it is, just so you know. My opinion. Randall, do you have any thoughts? Well, looking at some of the, uh, you're on screen. Do you want to be off screen when you drink your water? Um, doesn't matter to me. All right. Cheers, people. This is from Food Lion. Right. Purified mm -hmm. water. Keep you on. Uh, you know, look at the you know various things on the in the Facebook comments. Um, 
I'm just going to bring some of them up because I can. Okay. Oh, there's Facebook comments. I didn't see any of those. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's up here. Well, um, thank you guys for commenting on Facebook. I was focused over on Periscope, which... Uh, uh, the mayor in Texas <laughs> says, I have a number of friends who are gay, but hopefully just by being friends, I can reflect the Lord. They know that I do not approve of their lifestyle, but I am still their friends, and I believe that hopefully I can reflect our Savior, that he will open the doors of their hearts without me getting in their face. Trust that makes sense. Uh, totally makes sense. Because, um, you know, First Corinthians 5 is clear that we're not to judge those who are outside. I mean, people in the world will behave like people in the world. Um, you know, because... I, too, believe the Bible uh, portrays homosexuality as a sin. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, judging it in the world. The world's going to act like the world. Uh, what what we don't want to see is inside the church. Yeah, and 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says, if, you know, anyone named a brother is an idolater, adulterer, whatever, and you know, feels all these things, you know, they're not even to... You know, to have no fellowship with such a one, not to eat with such a one. You know, the whole idea that a little leaven, uh, you know, leavens the whole lump. Uh, that, and so that's where I see the the danger here. Um, if if Lauren Daigle did not identify herself as a believer, whatever. Um, you know, the historical understanding uh, in Christian history and church history is that homosexuality is denounced just like adultery and every other sexual encounter outside of marriage. Um, adultery, fornication, all of that. And so for her as a believer to say, well, I don't know, you know, that sets up an area of compromise. Like you said, Stace, it probably has to do with being her only being 27 you know she was born in what 91 yeah yeah i mean approximately yeah probably. i mean that's that's a long history of she's 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 old enough she was born right before we were married yeah lgbt plus you know being promoted uh and you know the the normalization thereof the marketing of homosexuality is in him talk so so you know i can see that um cheryl i want to throw up her comment here she says my opinion is mine i will not judge anyone uh because that is much that is as much of a sin as it is as being homosexual i guess judging is a sin judging is a sin if if you're i would say if judging means condemning someone finding reason to condemn or to you know ostracize or you know yeah that that is sinful uh, i've been reading first john uh, this week and it's clear yeah. about I you know too. hate you know hating is is the antithesis of what what god desires for us it's the antithesis of christianity uh to hate someone it says, yeah, I do not hate anyone. I have worked with several people that have sinned, and I always say I pray about my decision with God before I act. Um, indeed. And, you know, yeah, walking, you know. Uh, 
can, Paul talks about walking circumspectly or, you know, to those who are outside. And can I, can I say something? Apparently so. You just did. Yeah. <sighs> but. So, so here's the thing that all of these comments have in common. Yeah. Is, you know, Cheryl's talking about the whole judgment thing, right? The gay lobby has done a great job indoctrinating the church. Well, sure. They, they have. And this is why I say it, okay? Because before 30 years ago, everybody, whether you were a Christian or not, knew homosexual behavior was abnormal and not natural. Okay? Yeah. And, it, and over 30 years ago, everybody knew that there was issue with somebody that happened when they had that behavior. Now, the gay lobby has switched the conversation to, you know what, this little dinky percentage of people who struggle with same-sex attraction, you know, now we just have to affirm that no matter what, we can't have any judgment or any say. Why? Why? And here's why. Why is because we don't want to appear to be bigots, haters, judgmental, etc. Why? Because if Lauren Daigle Here's, this, here's what will happen. If Lauren had actually stood biblically on what she believed, if, if assuming um, she does believe right, the Bible, what the Bible believes, right? right. If, if she had said, well, you know, homosexuality, God condemns it or whatever, then all hell would have broke loose against her from the LGBT lobby and those in the church who, um, who oppose that viewpoint. I know. I've been on the receiving end of that sure. hell, right? I mean, um, and I have a lot of friends that have too. And uh, a lot of people just don't want to deal with that. So yeah, it's, it's easier to when... capitulate and say, oh, oh, well, I don't want to judge. But, you know, but yeah. the truth is we're called to judge those yeah. in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Larry King asked a similar question of uh, Joel Osteen several years ago. And he gave a similar answer. Well, you know, who am I to say? Well, you're not to say, it. Yeah, no, you know, I would answer the question biblically. Well, you know, Leviticus 22 says this, chapter 1 says this, 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. chapter 6 says this, um, you know, and that's, it's important for believers to be straight on that, no yeah. pun intended, uh, be because you know within 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 the body of Christ uh that's where you know judgment resides and and when when there's you yeah. know wishy-washiness or you know compromise on that uh then you know what's going to be the next compromise well is is Jesus really God? You know, is really deity, or was really just a you know good man? Oh, but well, see, but see, that's not the issue. That's not that's nobody wants to get to that issue. Well, that's why these other issues are always well, the well, controversial. Sure, topic. sure. But if you you can if you can take down all those issues, discredit all that, right? Then you can say, well, you know, you you backward Neanderthals, you can't even get this right. So this 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 fairy tale about you know, there being a God man, then that's obviously right. wrong too. Right. Well, you know, setting but, up a false syllogism. Right. Well, you know, you talked about first John and you know, what I love about the book of first John chapter one. In fact, I was reading this to the children. Why don't we open up to it? Okay. Cause I want to read this to you and I'm going to just read it. And then I got, I got to play our Kevin Sorbo interview. Yeah. Um, um, 
so I'm going to pull up First John, and Randall, I know you already know what I'm going to read. Um, um, chapter one. Mm-hmm, chapter one. Okay. Okay, you guys. Now this is not scripture having to do with homosexuality, but in light of the conversation that we just had, I want to show you this in case you're new and you've never seen this before. Okay, so listen to this. I'm going to read beginning of verse one down through verse 10. I'm going to read the whole chapter. First, first John chapter 1. Listen to this. John writes, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, and what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and touched with our hands, or, or, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, what we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. This is the message that we have heard from him, referring to Jesus, and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm in light of the topic of homosexuality, part of the issue, unfortunately, that's happened in the church these days is that you have a faction of the Christian church. And I know this is kind of carried over, you know, as the discussion that basically says you can be gay and you can be a Christian. Okay. Right. Okay. You can be a celibate gay person and you can be a Christian. Is that really true? Because the Bible's very clear about homosexuality being a sin. Okay? And so in verse 8, it says here, if we say that we have no sin, but so in other words, so if we say that homosexuality isn't a sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Which is why Janet Mefford, who is a talk show host, actually called out Lauren Daigle for lying because she knows. And then this popular verse we always take out of context, 1 John 1, 9, says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive, for, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what is unrighteousness? It's sin, right? So then in verse 10, sandwiched right behind this, If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So it's really clear from 1 John, especially verses 8, 9, and 10 in chapter 1, 1 John 1, 8, 9, and 10, that if we say homosexuality isn't a sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth isn't in us. However, if we do confess this as a sin, or any sin for that matter, God is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say we haven't sinned, then we make him a liar. And his word isn't in us. So the reason why this is so important to understand is that 
if you can deny something as very basic that homosexuality is a sin, guess what? You're calling God a liar ultimately. And the truth isn't in you. And this is one thing I know, God does not lie. That's one thing he cannot do is lie. And so when you really want to look at, get down to the root of it, at the very basis of it, that's what this worldview is about. The, the biblical worldview is agreeing with God who doesn't lie, not being afraid to agree with God. Because deception and truth, which are talked about in these verses, is actually what you're warring against. You know, are you going to believe the lie or are you going to believe the truth? I stand with God. And this is the other thing I'm going to say, and then we'll play, we got to play this interview with Kevin. I guarantee you that if you stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ, others will stand with you and they will respect you. And I'll give you this example and maybe our show will go over a few minutes today because I had to share this example. When I was in graduate school, earning my master's in clinical psychology, my professor was a man who, who had, he actually worked, uh, he was a, a police officer and his partner was a lesbian. And there was a, um, in, in our culturally diversity class, um, he actually did a whole segment on homosexuality. I was the only one um, who, um, who stood up in that class and, and said that homosexuals can change. Well, one day he actually came, he had his lesbian motorcycle partner come in, present homosexuality to the class and what it was like for her and all this other stuff. And I didn't say a word because I had spoken the week before in class. I presented my case biblically. I shared a testimony of a lady who had been a lesbian for 40 years, came out of it, God healed, healed her and all that. After the class with his uh, motorcycle lesbian partner, um, actually, um, I got up to leave. This was at 10 o'clock at night. I got up to leave to go home. And Joel is his name. Uh, Joel comes running out to me and he says, Stacy, what? What'd you think of what, whatever her name was, said? And I said, you already know what I think of the issue. He's like, no, what did you think? And I said, okay, are you, is my grade going to be on the line here? Because, you know, I'm just want to make sure <laughs> that if I actually tell you what I think, you know, I'm not going to suffer by whatever. And I'll never forget what he said to me. It's what he said to me. He said, he said, no, I really want to know what you think because you're the only one in this class who stands up for your biblical convictions. And so I actually told him, I said, well, you know, I, and, and you got to keep in mind, there is people in that class who are pastors. And there is also a woman in that class who God had delivered from lesbianism and they didn't say a word. I was the only one that spoke up. And so Joel said to me, he goes, you know what? You're the only one that I respect in this class because you're the only one that stood up for what you believe in. Even though I disagree with you, I respect you and listen to you about what your faith is because you're bold enough in your faith to actually talk about what you believe and you can show in the Bible is true. And frankly, that's what's missing in the church. We've got a bunch of cowards in the church who are too ashamed of the gospel and what the Bible talks about. They won't talk about it. They won't say, wait, let, wait, let's let God speak for himself. Instead, it's like, no, I'm like afraid of what Joe Blow is going to think about me. Who gives a crap what Joe Blow is going to think about you? He, he isn't judging you on judgment, Jay, right? God is. You know, the, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, the judgment. 
God's going to be judging you, just so you know. And so I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, as far as that goes, I'm not going to have Lauren Daigle or anybody judging me on judgment day. It's going to be God. And I'm going to have to answer to him. And he's going to say, Stacey Lynn Harp, you knew my word where, you know, why didn't you stand with me on this? And you know what? I actually believe on judgment day when we're being judged. I believe the Lord's going to look at us with such compassion and love in our eyes or his eyes that we're going to be devastated by, by who we denied when we denied the truth of what he said. And frankly, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. So you know what? Here's my exhortation to you is that um, d don't be afraid to stand with God on an issue. You know, my tagline is be bold, stand up, go with God. Why? Because he loves you. I mean that. I mean, that's that's my, my passion, you know, in life is that. Now, the problem is, though, that it's hard to do that when you have the world all around you telling you one thing. But you know what? You, you know what? You and God are a majority. Just remember that. All right. Obviously, we could talk about this more later this week. Um... But because I did interview Kevin Sorbo this morning, we, we've got like a couple of minutes left of the show. Let's go ahead and I got to, I want to play this interview with you because you guys need to hear uh, what Kevin talked about. So I'm going to go ahead and um, read you a little bit about Kevin Sorbo. Uh, in case you don't know, he was born in Minnesota. His mother worked as a nurse and his father taught junior high school, resulting in a down-to-earth upbringing that forged outstanding work, Kevin, uh, his work at work ethic that Kevin holds. Um, he went to uh, university. He was covering tuition costs with modeling work, which swiftly translated into a career in TV with his first appearances on Prime TV um, shows, shows such as Murder, She Wrote and The, the Commish. In 1993, Kevin emerged as a full-fledged international TV star when he was cast as the lead role of Hercules in a series of TV films that would lay the groundwork for the immensely popular series Hercules, Legendary Journeys. Kevin also guest starred as Hercules in episodes of the successful spinoff Xena Warrior Princess, as well as providing his voice to the animated uh, films uh, Hercules as well. Um, he also was uh, featured in the movie Cole the Conqueror, he played characters in video games such as Mortal Kombat 4, God of War, and The, Con the Conduit. The Conduit. <laughs> he actually starred in the sitcom Two and a Half Men. He played a reoccurring role on the final season of The O.C. And as you guys know, he was also in God's Not Dead, uh, Abel's Field. He was the executive producer of that movie. Um, he has a book about his life called True Strength that recounts the painful recovery that he had from serious health setbacks that changed his life during his Hercules years. He's married to Sam Jennings, who he met during her guest appearance on Hercules in 1998. They have three children, uh, Brayden, Shane, and Octavia. And um, he actually uh, is a national spokesperson for the After School Alliance, a nonprofit working to ensure that all children have access to quality after school programs. And since 1997, Kevin has donated his time as the spokesperson for the nonprofit organization, A World Fit for Kids. So he is, you know, his IMDb um, 
thing is very, very long. Let's just put it that way. Um, and so today, this morning, I talked to him about his brand new movie called Bernie the Dolphin and more. So here that here's that interview. I'm going to go ahead and turn up the volume so you can hear it. Oh, anyway, I wanted to, I am, um, you know, I wanted to let everybody know that you are, you have a brand new film coming out this Friday, which is super exciting, called Bernie the Dolphin, and you and Patrick Muldoon are in it, and, um, and I, that's why you're on the show, so tell us about it. You know, it's a wonderful family movie. How many times do you see G-rated movies coming out anymore? So, uh, my hat's off to uh, Ambi, the production company, and to, uh, Lionsgate for distribution, and uh, I look at this movie as a, it's sort of like a, a Spy Kids meets, meets Flipper. It's just a wonderful little family movie. There'll be some good drama in there, but there's some good laughs, um, and the kids are the heroes. I mean, people are always looking for more family movies. I get stopped all the time. It used to be for Hercules or Andromeda, my two TV series, but most of the time people say, hey, we love your we love your movies that have good messages like Soul Surfer and God's Not Dead and What If, and my latest movie, Let There Be Light please make more. And I said, well, I'm, I'm making them. So get up there and support them. So please check out uh, Bernie the Dolphin. Go to BernieTheDolphinMovie.com. Uh, see if it's showing in your area. It's select theaters across the country. I think it's in about 20 to 25 cities. Um, if it's not in your area, you can get it on demand. So please check it out. And it opens Friday. And uh, Lionsgate loves it so much. They ordered the sequel. I leave next week for Florida to shoot the sequel to Bernie the Dolphin. So uh, it's, it's pretty fun. That doesn't happen too often. Wow, that is cool. Well, you know, I don't know anything with fish in yeah. it. I kind of like so that's that's and I did watch the trailer and I thought it was really cool because um, well, well, let me ask you this: based on what I saw in the trailer, are you kind of the bad guy in this thing? Just curious. Yeah, I'm kind of the bad guy, but look, there's hope and redemption in the in the sequel. Okay, so I'm the I'm the bad guy real estate developer that wants to build a resort on a sea turtle uh, nesting ground. And uh, the kids spoil the day. They are the heroes. I am the goat. Uh -huh. So uh, it's just it's just fun, you know. It's just in, in the vein of those great family movies that uh, used to be made by Hollywood all the time, and that more and more people seem to want in our ever increasingly angry world. So uh, I'm I'm trying to just do my little part in putting out more movies with a good message. Yeah, well, I think I think that's great, and I do think it's kind of great that you know, I mean, you your your work your body of work is you know. You're, you're like a superhero, right? So. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. But hey, since it is the Christmas season, I do got to give a quick shout out for two other movies that people can go to Walmart or they can get it on Amazon streaming. They can go to walmart.com. I know people are in the cars and never going to remember this, but hopefully people at home are writing this down. So um, I have a movie called Christmas Dreams, another wonderful uh, family movie. And uh, the other one is called Let There Be Light. It's a movie I did last year that was in theaters, actually last November, December, January. And it's, uh, Let There Be Light comes with a 40-page uh, devotional book as well. So please go to Walmart, pick up about 10 copies of both Walmart at uh, Let There Be Light and also uh, Christmas Dreams and spread the word. Great stocking stuffers. They can go to walmart.com as well or they can get it streaming on Amazon. But those are also available for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. That is so, so cool. So let me ask you one other thing. I know our time's short, but let me ask you this. How are, how are you feeling? How's your health? I know you went through some health challenges. Oh, good. Oh, good. That was years ago. You know, I got a book out called True Strength. I do a lot of speaking events. Um, you can go to kevinsobo.net. I can send autographed copies of my book, or uh, there's all kinds of merchandise on it, all kinds of DVDs. So if you're looking for some good uh, 
Uh, movies, uh, DVDs that uh, want to personalize an autograph, I can do that as well at kevinsorbo.net. So uh, things are going good. I do, like I said, about probably about a dozen speaking events here around the country. Yeah, and I think I think that's cool. I actually saw you on a on a Facebook live stream um, doing your shake. I was like, there you go, right there. <laughs> Talking about the movie. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was very cool. Well, thank you, you know, for being a light in Hollywood. I really appreciate it personally. I don't go to a lot of movies. In fact, I, the ones that I do go to are generally family friendly. In fact, I don't know if you've heard this. Maybe you, I think maybe you did. I heard recently that there was a new film out that was intentionally kept rated G, um, and the the movie people decided to make it rated R, based on violence. Did you hear about that and the controversy over that movie? It's, it's a movie I did called The Reliance. It's coming yeah. out next year. It, it should be a PG thing. It should be a PG thirteen. But they right. they gave it they gave it uh, it was never a G, but they definitely gave it an R. Right. Um, they did that to my movie Let There Be Light, and they gave it a PG thirteen. And I said this is a PG movie, and I argued with them, and they said, Well, your character uh, is beginning drinks and is hooked on pharmaceutical drugs, so that was enough to get a PG thirteen. You go to Avenger movies, which I like. You know, Thor, all that stuff. Those are PG-13. And how many people die in each one of those? How much violence is in those? And they compared my movie to those. And I just, I had to laugh. So to me, there's a purposeful uh, reason behind that. They just didn't, they wanted to stop families from going to it that had, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids. You can have your five-year-old watch uh, Let There Be Light, okay? So, you know, we got we to gotta fight back with the r ridiculousness that goes on with, uh, uh, you know, who's ever trying to stop families from watching good movies. You know what? That is a great point. I'm going to tell you, Kevin, one of the things that I have noticed in the past was like if, if a movie was rated PG-13 um, and I would go to it, sometimes I would think, depending on what the movie is, that, man, this should have been a rated R movie. And so to actually hear you and hear that this has actually happened to you, that, you know, you have a PG-13 movie, that they're giving an R rating, even though it's not, it's actually family friendly. It really does show kind of the underbelly of what you guys deal with. I, Cause I, I mean, I talked to, um, oh geez, I can't think of his name, but I talked to another guy who makes a lot of movies in Hollywood and he, he did a pro-life movie and they completely, they completely, um, you know, spike that and they, they wouldn't let anybody see it, um, for some lame reason. So oh, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't want to get, you know, <laughs> these, these are the same people I would rather save a tree. <laughs> so. Right, right. It's, it's quite interesting, you know, the hypocrisy and the idiocy out there is uh, pretty mind-boggling. Yeah. So anyway, so you keep up the good work. We're we're praying for you. A lot of my audience loves you. Well, most of my all my audience loves you. More to come. I got four movies. I got four movies done and coming out next year. Not one that I directed as well, called Miracle in East Texas. So you and I will talk next spring. We I got four movies coming out between spring and fall of next year. All right, that sounds awesome. All right, thanks for coming on the show. Cool. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Okay, so there you go. That was our interview with Kevin. We had it was it was short because you, you don't get a hour long interview with a name that big. Uh, but hope, hopefully you guys, you know, will go. What? Is it clipping? Huh? Oh. Is that okay now? What? No, that's better. Okay. So hopefully you guys, if you go see the movies, Still a little bit high. is this better? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. 
All right, so hopefully if you guys go see the movie, it opens Friday, so go to BernieTheDolphinMovie.com. Yeah. Or, like you said, go ahead and go to... Is the sound bugging anybody else besides Randall? Because I don't think there's a problem with it. But let me put this here in my ear. Nope, I think it's perfectly fine the way that it is. Uh, uh, volume, yes. I haven't changed it. It was at the same volume as it was. The joy of Bareface being my sound guy. Anyway, so go get Kevin's stuff. Basically, let's support a man who is a uh, beacon of light and joy in the movie industry. And Bruce Marciano was the guy I was trying to think of. I was like, what? I can't think of his name. But anyway, yeah. If you um, don't remember who, who Bruce is, he actually played Jesus in the, the movie. Um, actual, uh, um, the movie... Um, Matthew, which was the word-for-word -word rendering of the Gospel of Matthew. But anyway, um, Christians are being persecuted in Hollywood, but at the same time, there is also a lot of favor, and the fact that a lot of these films are being made and getting still out there into the public square is actually a good thing. Here's, here's the other thing, too. If you guys are Legal Shield members, then you guys can save money on your movie tickets, don't, so don't forget your perk, those of you who are Legal Shield members. Uh, yeah, Bruce Marciano was awesome. Uh, anyway, so yeah, just don't don't forget that, okay? And um, yeah. Also, speaking of Legal Shield, um, I am in a contest this month. So if anybody would like to help me with that uh, and let me share a video with you about Legal Shield, then let me know. I'd be happy to send that to you so I can reach my goal but also so that you can learn about legal shield and identity theft um if you're not yet protected with id shield in particular then please let me sign you up this month it'd be super cool actually legal shield called me up just so you know they called me up and they said that if i could you know get my performance club points that i usually do uh this month by the 15th that they would reinstate things and I wouldn't lose my, my, uh, where I was in my, um, my thing. So if you guys have been thinking about getting the membership and you want to get it, then before the 15th of this month would be really, really good if you want to do that with me, especially if you've been kind of on the fence going, eh, I'm not really sure I can afford this. Tell you what, if you do it this month before the 15th, I will give you your first month free of Legal Shield. If you sign up for Legal Shield, okay, so that will that you'll get the first month free. How's that? So get in touch with me after the show, and um, we'll get you all signed up. All right. So tomorrow is another day. Yeah, it is, and we'll come back then and talk about whatever's breaking tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow is probably going to be, uh, just to be honest, we'll probably talk about George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush rather. Um, tomorrow will will be the the third day of national mourning in honor of our 41st, 41st president. Uh, so we, we may talk about that a little bit uh, and all that. So um, come back tomorrow. Don't forget to text the term Bible news to 33222 or leader tips. T-I-P is in Paul S. Leader tips as in here's a tip for you leaders uh, to, to the same number 33222. And you'll be on that list. You'll start getting those leader tips as well. All right.
All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know. Send me a message. Uh, if you're on my text message list, shoot me a message. Let me know what you thought. Uh, if you're on social media somewhere else, feel free to leave a comment. And again, remember, be bold, people. Be bold, people. Stand up. Go with God. Because he loves you. And somebody's watching you. So be that example. Okay. <laughs>